Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13. We are nearing the end of this incredible book. Let's begin in verse 15. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. By him, therefore, by who? By Jesus. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Wow. If we praise God, God is well pleased. And it makes it sound like it's difficult for us because, oh man, I'm fixing to say thanks to God. It's going to be a real sacrifice. <laughs> no, I'm putting that how sometimes we see it. Oh man, I got to give, I got to sing praises to God. Oh, pray for me while I make this sacrifice. No. God may view it as a sacrifice, but for us, it is a, an occasion for joy. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Well, you're doing the will of God when you give thanks to God. You're doing the will of God when you sing praises to God. You're doing the will of God. I mean, who doesn't want to be in the will of God? That's the safest place on the planet. When we sing choruses like uh, Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. 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 Praise ye the Lord. Now that was a sacrifice of praise. Okay? We just offered God a sacrifice of praise. And what's interesting is when we do that, scriptures indicate that he leans down to listen. He inclines his ear unto us. That means he leans down to listen. And it doesn't matter how many other folks are praying. It doesn't matter what else is going on in the world? doesn't matter if the devil is standing right in his face accusing us. When we begin to say thanks to God and we begin to sing praises to him, he leans down to listen. To us. Wow. That's incredible. And this is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Then verse 16, he says, but to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. So God likes it when we give thanks, when we praise him, when we sing to him, when we are doing good things, and when we are communicating. 
Now, what's it mean to communicate? Most men don't know. Why? Because that's one of the main complaints about uh, that women give to marriage counselors. My husband never talks to me. We call it the communication breakdown. I've explained it several times. Let me explain it one more time this evening, hoping that some of you women will begin to get it. A woman has in her brain two sections for vocabulary, for speech, one on each side. Man has one. It's just on one side, and it's a wee bit small. Okay? So whereas a woman may have 25,000 words a day that she needs to use in order to stimulate that part of her brain, man has about 6,000. Okay? And the truth of the matter is, we don't have to say all of ours. We can hear and use some up. So if another man's talking and we're listening, we're using some of them up. And then we come home in the evening and things have not gone well for the wife. And the husband just wants to sit down in front of the TV and zone out. Or go out to the garage and find something to do with his hands that will not occupy his mind so that he can just zone out. Okay? And after a few months, women get tired of that and they get upset with that and they say, you don't ever talk to me anymore. And he says, okay, what do you want to talk to? Talk, talk about And she says, well, I don't know. Then why did you bring it up? But the truth is, she doesn't care what you talk about. She just wants your attention. And mostly, she just wants you to listen with your face. Act like you're paying attention. Listen with your face. So, the writer of Hebrews under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says to do good and to communicate, forget not. Okay? And when a man begins to talk to his wife and doesn't have a clue what he's saying, just to make her happy, they call that sweet nothings. Okay? Because if you analyze it carefully, it is nothing but it sounds sweet. Okay? You guys know what I'm talking about. Okay? Now, if you really want to get things started off right, begin quoting to her and reading to her from the Song of Solomon. Okay? That is a precious, precious love poem. And you can tell her. Your legs are like twin towers. You have dove's eyes in your hair. And your hair is a flock of goats that appear from Mount Gilead. Mount Gilead, that's the east side of the Jordan River. And they come down from Mount Gilead. And if you can get them to cross the Jordan, they come out all ringing wet. All gunky looking. And so you should tell your wife, oh, your your locks are like a a flock of sheep coming down off of Mount Gilead. And she says, oh, how sweet. And you're thinking, go wash your hair. (laughs) 
Your, your teeth, your teeth are like a flock of sheep that are even shorn. That means you brushed them and it doesn't have hair growing on them anymore. <laughs> Thy lips are like a thread of scarlet. Okay? A single thread. Thy speech is comely. Thy temples are like a piece of pomegranate within thy locks. Okay? Not a whole pomegranate. that would be bulging like this. No, a piece of pomegranate. Okay? Your neck is like the Tower of David. The tower that David built for an armory. Whereon... There hang a thousand bucklers, all shields of mighty men. Now picture this. A woman's neck with a thousand shields of mighty men hanging around her neck. To do good works, to do good, and to communicate, forget not. There's a whole bunch of other good stuff in here. The woman begins to talk and she says, Oh, you're my beloved. You're white and ruddy. Okay, ruddy means red. He's white and red. You're the chiefest among 10,000. Just 10,000? I thought I was one in a million. His head is as the most fine gold. His locks are bushy and black as a raven. Yeah, I remember those days. Let's go back to Hebrews. I'm getting discouraged. Obey them that have the rule over you. And submit yourselves. For they watch for your souls as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. So who has to give an account for you? I have to. You'll have to give an account yourself, yes. But I also have to give an account for you, whether or not I taught you correctly, whether or not I tried to encourage you to do what's right. Try to help you to see that you can be free from addictions. You can be free from the clutches of sin. You can yield yourself to the Holy Spirit and let Him control. You can cause your mind to capture stray thoughts. I mean, just because a bird flies over your head doesn't mean you have to let it make a nest in your hair. You can shoo that thing on. Pray for us. That's the writer of Hebrews. And he is writing as a pastor. And writing on behalf of pastors. And he says, pray for us. For we trust we have a good conscience in all things, willing to live honestly. 
But the truth of the matter is, sometimes we mess up big time. Okay? And we need prayer. For example, this morning, I mentioned in the service that Children's Church is for kids up to fourth grade. My understanding, it's always been that way, but I've noticed in the last year or so, fifth and sixth graders have been going to Children's Church. Okay? When I was made aware of it and began to look at it carefully, I realized that's not good. By the time a kid's in fifth grade, he needs to begin learning how to sit up straight and pay attention in church. Listen to the message. And so, we... This morning I mentioned the service. Okay? For whatever reason, I didn't think, I did not even think to tell Miss Linda Crump that we were going back to the old way of children's church being kindergarten through fourth grade. So this afternoon she calls and wants to know exactly what I said and and if there was anything else that I didn't say that she needed to know about and why I told you all before I told her. her. And I thought, oh, no, I blew it. Because I should have told her first what I was going to do. She's the children's church director. Okay? But truth of the matter is I wasn't trying to change things. I was trying to return things to the way they are, the way they're supposed to be. And so when I looked at Hebrews thirteen, eighteen, and saw that pray for us, I thought, oh, Lord, help me to emphasize that tonight. For we trust we have a good conscience in all things willing to live godly. A couple of weeks ago, someone said something to me, and I said, I'll take care of that. And then as I prayed about it, the Holy Spirit said, no, don't do anything, just wait. And because it didn't appear that I had done anything, and because I didn't mention to the person that I had prayed about it, and the Holy Spirit said, don't do anything yet, they thought I didn't do anything at all. Well, so that makes it look like I lied to them. I know, it's very disappointing for you and you're greatly disillusioned, but preachers aren't perfect. Okay? In fact, we're not near perfect. At best, we are men. And so pray for us. For we trust we have a good conscience in all things willing to live honestly. But I beseech you the rather to do this, that I may be restored to you sooner. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. That is the benediction most often quoted in churches around the world. The end of services. I have not used it, but I think I'm going to start. 
Because this thing is incredible. He's the God of peace. He's not the God of a worried heart. He's not the God of a distressed conscience or a distressed mind. He's not the God of a troubled spirit. No, He's the God of peace. And He's the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus. And our Lord Jesus is that great shepherd of the sheep. And through the blood of the everlasting covenant that caused the death of our Lord Jesus. He wants to make you perfect in every good work to do His will. Working in you that which is well-pleasing in His sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Do you want Jesus to get the glory forever and ever? Okay. The next time you start to do something wrong, something you know is wrong, and you start to say, well... Lord, it's just something I can't help. I'm addicted. Or, Lord, you're just going to have to forgive me this time. Please understand, that is not God's intent. It's not God's intent to forgive you. It's His intent to work His will in you. Working that which is well-pleasing in His sight. So that Jesus can get the glory forever and ever. Well, I'll never forget Virgil Owens. He worked for St. Joe Lead Company. For those of you that hadn't, been, hadn't lived as long as I have, it's now Doe Run Lead Company and they're closed. <laughs> okay. But when it was St. Joe Lead Company, it was the largest lead smelter in the world. It was at Herculaney, Missouri. There's now a larger lead smelt, lead smelting company in, start to say Peru. I think it is Peru. And uh, it's there because they don't have the EPA regulations and they have cheaper labor. So the company makes more money. But Virgil Owens worked there years and years ago. And every day he'd bring his lunch and at lunchtime, he would come in and sit down at the table in the lunchroom and he'd flip open his lunchbox and he'd take out his thermos and take out his sandwich and take out his piece of fruit and then take out his Bible. Always packed his Bible with his lunch. And he'd eat his sandwich and he'd drink out of his thermos and he'd eat his piece of fruit and he'd be sitting there reading the Bible every day, day after day after day after day. And these new guys that they hired on, who didn't know anything about Jesus, didn't know anything about God, didn't care anything about God, saw Virgil Owens every day reading his Bible. One day they're off from work and they're leaving, and and one of these new guys notices that Virgil Owens' truck is stopped over on the side of the parking lot, and he's just sitting there with his head down. And they thought, oh, man, wonder if he's having car trouble. He lived down close, well, the other side of DeSoto, actually. I started to say close to DeSoto, but it's... Further than that. He lived down there and uh, off Flukem Road. And uh, he, so they stopped and they got out and they walked up to his truck and knocked on the window. And he rose down the window and they said, Virgil, you okay? Is your truck, you, you know, you got trouble with your truck or anything? He said, uh, he said no, I, I, 
got to thinking about something, and he told them what, whatever it was he was thinking about. And he said, I know that God said something about it, and so I was just finding out what it was. He's sitting there searching the Scriptures. Well, a couple of years later, this same guy comes to church because his sons rode the bus. And he wanted to find out what was going on, so he came to church and found out that Virgil Owens went to that church. Whoa! He uh, came a couple of three Sundays. One day the pastor and somebody else went to visit him, knocked on his door, shared the gospel with him, and he knelt by his couch and prayed and asked Jesus Christ to save him. And later on, he said, I have a friend that I work with that also needs to be saved. Would you go see him? And sure enough, somebody went and shared the gospel with him. He got saved. These guys are in my Sunday school class, and one day I said, share with me your testimony. How would you get saved? And he said, well, the short version is that the preacher and Mr. So-and-so came by and visited us, shared the gospel with me, and I asked Jesus to save me. He said, the long version is is I worked with St. Joe Led, and every day Virgil Owens would sit down at the table and read his Bible. And he said, we laughed at him. We made fun of him. We even tried to tease him. Didn't bother him any. He's just pleasing God. One day I stopped and asked if he had trouble on the parking lot. And he said, no, no. He said, I was thinking of something and I knew God said something about it. So I was just looking to see what it was. And he said, I realized at that moment that here's a man that's got something that I don't have. He has a relationship with God. And he said, the longer I thought about it, the more I wanted it. And he said, I waited two years. He said, one day I got to thinking, if you die without it, you're going straight to hell. He said, at that point, I knew I had to get it. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And I beseech you, brethren, suffer or allow the word of exhortation. For I have written a letter unto you in a few words. Know ye that our brother Timothy is set at liberty, with whom, if he comes shortly, I'll see you. Salute all them that have the rule over you, and all the saints. They of Italy salute you. Grace be with you all. Amen. That's not, what, that's not only what the writer of Hebrews wanted for you. That's what God wants for you. He wants his grace to be with you all day, every day. Grace. Every gift and every blessing of God. He wants you to have it. Isn't that sweet? Isn't that wonderful? The grace of God be with you all. Amen.
Let's pray together. Father, we love you and we thank you for your blessings. Dear Lord, we thank you for your love for us. Thank you for your precious word. Dear Lord, make it real in our lives. If we miss a day in your word, make us miserable. Because your word is better than life. Sweeter than honey in the honeycomb. It's like apples of gold in pictures of silver. It's the bread. It's the water of life. It's all that we need. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.